Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. I'm back. It's a new day. And you know what, y'all? Over the last week, we had some major things happen. They had the Democratic Convention. I actually, you know, I wanted to share my thoughts on Kamala Harris's speech because I know it's all the rage and that's what we're talking about. And I 100% was moved by her speech, especially the beginning part of it. I'll be 100% transparent. The, the first part of it really resonated with me for so many reasons. Um, I sat there and I was moved to tears because I thought about, it's one of those moments where you're like, you realize how magnificent and how monumental it is, regardless of your thoughts. I mean, I was, I was proud, I was sad, I was encouraged, I was um, at a loss for words for so many reasons. And one of them was, you know, obviously as a black woman, um, I thought, her ability to represent for Indians and African-Americans was major, right? And I realized the importance of her having this opportunity simply because we need someone's shoulders to stand on, right? I don't have unrealistic expectations. I know that she's a politician and I know that there will be a lot of cobwebs for her to clear out to even make a significant impact. And who's to say how significant that will be? I'm not necessarily as excited about that. I'm excited about what's to come after her. That hope that I hadn't possessed is what brought me to tears. The idea, and when she spoke of her mother, and as a mother, when you hold your baby in your arms for the first time, there, there's no way you don't think about what kind of life you're gonna leave for them or what kind of life you're gonna help them learn to maneuver. And what will they become? And when she talked about she wished her mother could see, I felt that as a mother. And I thought about how many sacrifices my own mother has made just to get me to be able to talk to you right now on this Brunch and Slay podcast, to be able to usher in so many voices of females who are operating in excellence, who inspire me just as much as they inspire you every day. It's something I don't take lightly. And I was moved to tears because I know I'm standing on the shoulders of many, right? And I, I'm getting a little choked up now because I think about, you know, as a soror, she is my soror. I am a woman, a proud woman of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And this is what it's all about. We are game changers. We are innovators in, in the Panhellenic community and in, in the Divine Nine. That's why we existed. We existed to usher in new things, to be a community, to be a source of resources, to be the cheerleader. Heck yeah, I'll knock on doors for her. Heck yeah, I'll get people to sign petitions. Right? Because that's what sisters do. And and for her to mention that in, her, in the opening of her statement, which she didn't have to, right? I mean, she can be strategic, she'd be crazy not to because you got all these women behind you ready to kick down doors and knock out teeth for you, Kamala. So don't you ever, you know? But man, pride, um, 
pride for all the Indian Americans who haven't seen people who look like them stand before. I don't think that the masses understands that how important it is to see because we can't be what we can't see. You can have an imagination, you can have an idea, and I don't mean it has to look just like you, right? Oprah didn't have anybody who looked just like her, but she had Barbara Walters, who was a woman, who was articulating everything in the news industry, and there will never be another Barbara Walters, right? But because she saw that, and she talks about this all the time, she knew that it was possible, and she mimicked it, and she did it until she found her own way. And there's gonna be little girls all over the world who mimic Kamala who are gonna find their own way and find their voices because of what she's doing and because of this opportunity. And for that, I'm grateful. Uh, and as you listen to today's show with Carol Little, you'll find some commonalities because she was another woman who, who didn't have the best hand, who had to maneuver, was told no, right? Was basically told you are only here because you meet a quota and you're not gonna do well. And she said, you don't know me. And she built something that is great, that is spectacular that inspires and that other women will stand on her shoulders and, and gravitate and build too. So as you listen to today's show, remember that you possess the same power and there's somebody somewhere looking at you, inspired, wanting to be like you in some capacity. So don't take it lightly. We have work to do y'all. We have so much work to do as women as a community of women of color, as a women of all ethnicities and backgrounds, we have to pool our resources and work together for the greater good of humanity. So enjoy today's show and be encouraged. Hi, and welcome back to the Brunch and Slay podcast, where you can find all the resources and inspiration you need to thrive in business and in life. Today, our guest is a woman who is out here helping not only people like you and I, but businesses and corporations reach their goals and surpass them. So before I get to chat with her, I'd love to know if you've taken a moment to just review the show. If you haven't done so already, I'm going to ask that you do that today and share it with us or share it with a friend, even if it's via text message. Loving is caring is sharing. So don't forget to do your part. Now, today's guest, she is a speaker, a professional speaker, an executive coach, and a corporate trainer. I'm sure you know, you're thinking like me, how does she do it all? How does she get started? And what do you need to do to get uh, a moment with her? I'm sure that's what you're thinking. So help me welcome to the show, Miss Carol Little. Hi, Carol. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, it's, it's good to be here. Yeah, so I know you started your journey in corporate training and coaching over 16 years ago. Yes. Let's talk about, take us back, because this is a unique space. I know now everybody sees trainers in their timelines, they see webinars, but when you started, I doubt it was anything like what we see now. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I started quite by accident. So I originally began my career in finance, and I was the vice president and CFO of a brokerage firm at a really young age, 21. And I always tell people I went through midlife crisis at 26 because I realized that I had sold myself short. I actually thought money would make me happy. <laughs> and it turned out it didn't. And I really wanted to do something more creative. So I sort of packed up my stuff and moved to Los Angeles and I became an actress and a model. And then one afternoon, I went on what I thought was just an ordinary interview. It was to be a spokesperson 
for a company and I got the job. And that's really where my speaking career began. I started traveling the country, speaking on their behalf and found out I really liked it. Like I kind of found my thing. And then about six months later, the agent that was represented me decided to train some of their people to become trainers. And I was chosen to be one of them. And that's how I started training. So it really was one of those things that just kind of evolved naturally. And, you know, it's funny, sometimes you just kind of stumble into what you're really supposed to do. I mean, isn't it awesome how it works out like that, though? It really does. <laughs> it really does. So I know you, it's been a while, but you have to tell us more about your story. How on earth does a 21-year-old become a CFO? Let's talk about that <laughs> because we can't, we can't just discount that. You say it so, you know, well, this is what I did, but we got to know. We want to know more. I feel like it was a, a lifetime ago. Well, again, that was quite by chance. So I got out of high school and was looking for a job. And I ended up in working as an assistant in the commodities department for a brokerage firm. And I was really fortunate to be working for a group of people. There was just three of them, but they really took the time to teach me. And so I learned all about various trading strategies, arbitrage. I learned to chart, all those kinds of things. And, you know, this was during a time where, well, let's just say it was a little bit more difficult to be a minority than it is now, and a woman, and young. And so I decided I wanted to get licensed. And uh, the manager of my office said to me, you are out of your league. You don't belong here. You're competing with people who have money and power and prestige, and you'll never get anywhere. Uh, you've been hired because of affirmative action. Oh, and wow. so I promptly gave him my two-week notice, and I went and found another job. And the coolest thing about it is that the clients that I had been working with actually called the new brokerage firm on my behalf, which I didn't even know they did to recommend me. So I got a job in the commodities department working with what they would call a heavy hitter. And he decided that he wanted to leave and start his own company. And when he left, he asked me to join him. And he made me the vice president and the CFO. And so we started our little firm. And that's really how, how that happened. And I did that for six years. Wow. But that speaks volumes about your work ethic. You know, we, we talk a lot on the show about having advocates and people who are, you know, basically speaking on your behalf when you're not even in the room. And at such a young age, to already have people understanding and seeing the value of working with you, that says a lot about who you are. Well, thank you. I really, you know, I didn't grow up in one of those families where, you know, we talked about the stock market over dinner. Nobody had any investments. I didn't even know what a commodity was. And so it was all just so interesting to me. And I was just like a little sponge and just soaked it all up. And at the time, it was really fun you know, to be learning all of these new things. Oh, I can only imagine. And so you, you pave your way, you make your naysayers eat their words, literally, right? And you're thriving and you're probably living a life that most folks dream about at 26 years old. And then you just decide, hey, this isn't it. I'm going to go pursue a creative experience. What did your family say? I'm sure they had 
Oh my gosh. (laughs) My mother was just like, where did I go wrong? Because she just thought this was crazy to walk away from everything. And how did you keep yourself motivated? And I'm asking this because I know uh, there are a ton of folks who listen who are finding themselves in in a crossroads right now. You know, the economy's changing rapidly and Mm -hmm. this is going to be some opportunity for some people to either pursue some dreams or, you know, increase their safety net and just try to figure out. And I know that there's going to be people who are just the voice of reason who feel like they're the people. It's always the folks who love you, right? They don't mean any harm. They just want you to be okay. So what did you tell yourself to not go back, right? Especially when someone as close to you as your mother is saying you're making a bad choice. You know, I just, you know, I think a big part of it was so many people in my personal life had no idea what I was even doing in finance, right? They didn't understand it. They didn't know anything about it. And I think initially I wanted to prove a lot because I actually didn't go to college. So I wanted to prove that even though I didn't go to college, I was African-American, I was young, I was female, that I could make something of myself. But after having done that, I realized nobody cared. Nobody really cared. And it was my life and I had been living my life for everyone else, trying to prove something to everyone else. And I finally decided that I wanted to live my life for me. Wow. And, and so how- while I really appreciated all of the concern, I knew that my path was elsewhere. And I finally just decided to go for it. Wow. And to discover that at such a young age and be so confident in, in it, that lets us know that you were definitely destined for something else. So fast forward and you are in LA and you discover your training abilities. Let's talk about, it's a difference between discovering it and then deciding that you want to monetize it full time for yourself. Let's talk about what that experience was like. So I, like I said, I'd been traveling the country, working for this company, speaking on their behalf and training. And I did that for, you know, several years. So I was really getting comfortable in the room. And here's where, how sometimes what you think you're supposed to be doing is only preparing you for what you're supposed to be doing. So my experience in front of the camera, acting, that kind of thing, really helped me to be more comfortable in front of a room full of people. So I realized that I was actually better at being myself than I was at trying to be somebody else in a role. Ah. And that was a huge discovery. Because in some ways, I feel like that's the only thing I've ever really failed at was, you know, although I earned a living as an actor, I was able to purchase my first home. So, you know, I was doing okay, but obviously I'm not famous. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I just, I just, I, I found my thing. And so I continued to do that. And mostly my work came from referrals. And it just so happened I had the opportunity to do some work for BMW. But they informed me that they only do business with companies because at this point I was freelancing. I was a contract person. So I formed a company so that I could train for them. And then I just thought, you know what, if I'm going to form this company and get insurance and have to pay tax and do this whole thing, then I'm going to do a real company. And so then I started acquiring other clients 
as well, other corporate clients. And that's kind of how the little training company was born. I love that. So, you know, I have to dive deeper and I have to ask lots of questions. When you when you first start and you're training for a one company, were these companies in the same industry? Um, because that, that's a question I have immediately is how did you have the content or know what areas that they needed to kind of sharpen or get a little bit more help with? So yes, initially I worked for, and they were all automotive companies and they gave me the content that they wanted me to train on. And that was definitely the case for BMW and their sister company, Mini. And they create their content and I went out and trained and just, I just delivered the content. But once I formed my company and started getting other accounts, I began to create the content for them based on whatever they needed. And I will say that that was a real challenge. I mean, I mean, that first course that I created just about killed me Um, because I really was stepping outside of my comfort zone. I'd never created content before. And I'd already sold it, so I. <laughs> but isn't I that had the best? That's the best it. pressure ever, right? <laughs> it was definitely pressure, and I'm so glad I did it because once it was created, you know, you create it once, and then you can sell it multiple times. So you know, so I, I've I've done both, where I will take content someone else has created and teach it, or I create my own and go and teach it. I just recently worked with an organization to help them develop curriculum for their members. It's a, one of the business organization. And so we, we collaborated and that's the first time I did that where I worked on creating content with someone else. It just kind of depends. No, and I love that. But now that you've been in this and you are definitely a veteran, uh, what's your mission? Because you have your hand in a, a quite a few things as a speaker, as a coach, and as a corporate and executive coach. Uh, tell us a little bit about what your mission is as a company and as a whole. You know, I think for me, they aren't that different. They're all the same. And I think the thing that really inspires and motivates me is transformation because there's nothing more thrilling than to be in a room for a pe- room full of people or even one-on-one with someone in my coaching business and watching them evolve right in front of your eyes. I just, it just never gets old. And I just love being able to contribute to that. And so now I see so many, and of course on the show, we connect with so many women who are, in this realm of creating a name for themselves and building their brand and, and working with corporations, which I think is an excellent way to go, especially once you find what lights you up and what you know what's good for you. What advice do you have for those folks out here now who are embarking on becoming trainers and wanting to work with corporate, corporate companies as far as you know, helping them from whatever capacity? What are a few things they can do right now? So getting corporate accounts is a little trickier. It's more, you gotta, you gotta be playing the long game, right? Because it can take a little longer to get there. You want to have a nice, strong proposal. And most, most of us know people who work in companies. Maybe, you know, a lot of your listeners are working in companies right now. And a lot of them have training departments. And if they don't have their own training department, then HR is a great place to start because they often make those decisions about who they're going to bring in to train. So if you have a nice, strong proposal, and 
you know, for me, a proposal doesn't have to be that fancy. Basically, I just outline what, what the training is going to be and what the cost is for the training. And you want to try to get that to the people who make those decisions. And that just takes a little bit of research to call and find out who that might be. Or if you know someone at a company, asking them who they would submit that to. It's also helpful to find out what areas that they might need help with. You know, some companies really need help with leadership. Some really need help with sales. Some really need help with communications. I have a communication course where, goodness, I've probably trained a thousand people. I had a company that I did a communication training course for every single month for almost five years. Oh, wow. So, you know, if you have one thing that you do best, start there. If you're not sure, then find out what the need is and then fill that need. No, I love that you say that. And I love that we talked about the presentation and the pitch. You got to do homework. There is no shortcut, right? You want to figure out what makes sense to them. I think a lot of times when we first start a business, it's our idea and we are passionate about it because we're looking at it from our perspective. But when it comes to a business that you need others to kind of help you grow, then you have to always look at it and what's in it for them. What value am I bringing to this company or to this person who I want to work with, right? Absolutely. And that I try to go over and above. So whatever they're expecting, I try to deliver way beyond that. And I think that's why it's led to a lot of referrals. My company literally just grew. I mean, like business doubled every year for like three or four years, mainly from referrals. So you get that one job, you get in there and you just go over and above and you blow them away. And then they're like, wow, okay, let me let me tell somebody else about this. And you can always ask for referrals. Right. You know, if you really liked what we did, is there anyone else that you know that could really benefit from what we do? And, and you've been growing so much. You've even started something new. You launched something new in 2019. I did. So in training people, as I said, I really like watching transformation. The challenge there, though, is that people come to training and they're there from maybe one to three days and they're all psyched up. They're ready to go. Then they leave. Life takes over. You know, weeks go by and it's kind of like a what training. You know, they, some people can really take training and run and then others need much more support. And so in my role as a trainer, I wasn't able to really continue to work with people to give them the, the support that they needed. So a couple of years ago, I got certified in coaching as well so that I can work one-on-one -on -one with individuals to really help them to achieve their full potential and to to address anything that might be in the way, because we all have these limiting beliefs, things that we got from childhood, money don't grow on trees, uh, you know, you got to work twice as hard for half as much, you know, <laughs> yeah, those are yeah. some of the things I, you know, uh, champagne taste and beer money, you know, those are the things that I grew up hearing, and we often don't even realize how these messages that we either heard or picked up somehow in childhood is running our life now and getting in the way and keeping us from getting where we want to go. And so when I am working with someone and I'm coaching them, we can, we can deal with those things. We can look at them and we can get past them. 
So can I ask, where did you go to get certified? I know a lot of folks have questions about that as well. <clears throat> so there's a company called IPEC, um, I-P-E-C, and they've got a great, a great training program. It's about nine months. So it's pretty in depth. No, thank you for sharing. No, thanks for sharing that. I think a lot of times that's a huge hurdle is the resources. We have these aspirations. And thankfully, like I said in the beginning of the show, coaching has come a long way publicly. So mm -hmm. it's not something that you have to really explain what you do anymore, thankfully. <laughs> but when it comes to certifications and actually putting credentials with your name, I think that's a huge some, something that needs to be done and, and needs to be uh, something that you can readily share with people. Because a lot of folks nowadays, I do a lot of things. I work in marketing and business. And I know that if I were to teach something to someone, I would want them to see all of my quote unquote receipts. <laughs> I want you to know that you're getting the best person. I want you to know that I've vetted and I, and I take this serious. It's not just something I woke up and decided that, oh, I did this good, a good job at my last company. I guess I can teach the world, right? And I'm not saying that you can't, but we all want those credentials, especially if you're working with corporations and you're trying to tell businesses to use your services. Well, quite honestly, that's why I did it. And there are so many. I mean, all you have to do is get online and Google. There are so many places where you can get certified as a trainer. I chose this one because a lot of corporations know and respect this company. Uh -huh. And that's why I chose <laughs> that one. But there are, there are many out there. Well, I have been one busy lady, y'all. I have been working on a project and finally it's live. As you know, I started Brunch and Slay as a event pop-up series that totally morphed into what it is today. Along the way, I'd work with brands and they'd contact me and say, hey, we wanna connect with you, we wanna get in front of that audience and lo and behold, it became a business. Y'all, I have not been very vocal about starting it because I didn't know what the heck I wanted it to be. But I'm here to tell you that BAS Media is here to stay. We are an extension of Brunch and Slay. We're an agency for folks just like you. I have decided that I am going to use all the years of marketing and sales background I have to help small businesses build and win. That's right. BASmedia.net is where you can find out all the information about how we help leverage all that you have as a small business to get you on the right path to become a big business. Everything from building your website to local design, brand audits, and even social media management. All under one umbrella, all at affordable costs and rates because I too am a small business and I know the challenges I had when it came time to find resources, people to help us, and even people to publicize us. And we have it all at one place. Head on over to BASmedia.net. Be inspired. So I know that in business, we all have our dream list, right? So who is or what company would you love to work with and get your hands on? Ooh. Or brand, either one. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. Good question. Good question. Ah, uh, what company? You know, I, wow. I'm kind of stumped here. Ah. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like kind of drawn a blank, but I would think that the, I would like to work with a company 
So I, I may not be able to tell you a specific company, but I could tell you the kind of company. A company that was led by someone who was a real visionary and someone who was really dedicated not only to their own growth, but the growth of their team and who understands how big of an impact empowering each of their people can have on the whole company. So would you ever go in-house? You know, I thought when you said that, I thought about the show Billions. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I love that show. Okay, great. Okay, so you know exactly where I'm going here. So, Oh, it's so funny. So my guy is always telling me that I remind him of her. Because <laughs> I know who you're talking about. His wife, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, and, and guys, if you're not, if you don't watch Billions, this is a show about this stock company or, or, or what is it? Their mutual fund. I can't even remember, but it's a great show. It's a lot of drama. It's on Showtime, and they have an in-house coach who like motivates the traders and and gets in their head. And she has an office, and when they're in a funk, they can just go in and she gives them that medicine that they need, you know, right on the job. And it's a really coveted role that she has, and she is like the bee's knees of the industry. Like everybody wants her. She makes millions, right, working for this company. And mm -hmm. so when you said that I thought like literally that's that would be a true innovative company that takes serious uh takes the role that they play seriously with their employees and wants to nurture those employees and make sure they get the best out of them is that something you would ever yes. consider doing you know if I can have her job and make her money absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you there you know if I could make millions working for a company doing what I do I would be all over it but, but I don't I don't know of a company like that you know, Elon the, Musk keep, keeps coming to mind, though. I keep thinking of Elon Musk and that maybe one of his companies would be somewhere. Oh, I agree, especially as they're on a mission to, to live, on, live on Mars, right? I'm sure that company, SpaceX, needs all, all the motivation they can get. Um, I'm watching, actually, because I'm home right now. <laughs> Yes. There's a show uh, called, is it called Mars? Uh, on oh, Netflix. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually infused the drama and the story with real content. So they yes. infused interviews from Elon Musk. and I all love these, that show yes. too. Yes. <laughs> See, look at here. Look at like minds here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm really a space nerd. So I really love everything about galaxies and dimensions and all. Any kind of show about that, I'm always watching it. That's just who I am. Um, but I think that's really cool. And I, when I think about the future, and, I, and this is probably why you hear a little bit more excitement in my voice, I think about people really investing in their workforce, you know, really yeah. investing in the quality of life more so than just work-life balance, but the human side of it. And I think that that's where the stigmatism of coaching in the beginning, I would say back in the day, maybe even 10 years ago, it was still gray. No one really understood it. But now when you really think about having somebody there to constantly give people a check-in, right? Let's hone those skills. It's much more important. And I like the word coach more so than trainer because I think of everybody needs a coach. Michael Jordan still needed a coach. We don't know it all, right? Um, and when I think about that from a business perspective, I think that more companies are going to start to realize the power of having someone in-house and having a team of people or even investing in their people monthly uh, and giving them that extra and those, those tools and resources. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. And, you know, I think when a coaching originally came around, it was kind of life coaching and it was thought to be kind of airy fairy kind of thing. And, but, you know, like you mentioned sports, I mean, that's really where it comes from. And, you know, any athlete in any sport who's performing at the top of their game has a coach. 
Absolutely. And, you know, you don't, nobody needs a coach, but if you want to perform at your highest level, if you want to have the best life, then having a coach can really help you get there. So it just kind of makes sense. And you're right. Corporate America is starting to recognize the benefits of coaching. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I mean, literally I can't, I wish I could think of that woman's name. Gosh, if I, if, if I weren't talking the character. about character, yes, I wish <laughs> I, I could know. think of her name, I know. but ever since I saw that, I thought, why don't more businesses have this? This makes perfect sense to me. Invest in her and your turnover rates will go down, right? Every having someone right down the hall who can pep you up, especially from a sales perspective, these companies that have these major sales goals, it's just a no brainer, but Hey, you know, well, and what I, what I love about her too, is that as a coach, you have to sometimes say the difficult things. You have to say the things that people don't want to hear. And oh, they may not like that. And she's very much, if you need a rah-rah, that's what you're going to get. But if you need a little swift kick in the behind, that's what you're going to get too. And that really is the job of a coach is to, 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 do, to give you what you need to move you forward. I agree 100%. Now, as you continue to navigate 2020 and, you know, we are, we are all in this weird place right now. And one thing I love about our evolution right now, the the positive thing that I'm seeing out of the COVID-19 outbreak is that companies are going to start to realize that you don't have to have people in a brick and mortar building to still get work done. And I think that's going to be a huge shift in our society if they marry that. They're going to save funds because they're going to downsize their their, their headquarters or businesses. And then the work-life balance is going to create something pretty amazing culturally, I believe. I'm hoping. Uh, so as you're navigating this new normal and whatever it was to come after, what vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey? Ooh. What vibes and prayers can you send my way? Well, I am just, I'm a, I'm a big believer in creating the space for what you want to happen, you know, for your dreams. And so if you could send me some vibes, it would just be some good vibes for the space that I'm creating for my own success. You got it. You got it. You know, I think, um, I'm a firm believer that, you know, closed mouths just don't get fed. And I think that collectively as we work together as a community to support, to motivate, to refer, um, there's something even today, even today I can learn, I learn from something from every guest on the show and I'm excited. I'm listening to you and I'm having these little light bulbs turn on about coaching and about the transformation, which really excites me. So I'm happy to send those vibes your way and, and I'm cheering for you along your journey. Thank you. And I would be happy to offer uh, a limited number of your viewers a complimentary coaching session if they think that that would benefit them. That is so cool of you. You're definitely- so let's just say, mm, I don't know how big, how big is your audience? <laughs> uh, we got tons of folks. They're all over the, the world, really. We got people in Africa and Europe and Chicago. They're listening. So All right. Well, I yeah. would say the first 10, the first 10 people. If you really think that a coaching session could really benefit you and just sort of jumpstart you uh, into the next phase of your life, uh, then I will offer a 90-minute coaching session with me. Wow. How generous. So So the best way to reach me 
would be to email me at carol.little at littletrainingcompany.com. And this is a real offer, people. Yes, don't, I don't think anybody's going to take it for granted. 90 minutes. If you've, been, if you've been sitting there saying, I need a coach, I don't know where to start, this is, your, this is your moment. This is your sign. This is what you need. Don't take it for granted, right? And don't say somebody else is going to beat you to the punch. You'll never know unless you try. Absolutely. So just email me and then I will email you back and we'll set up a time. All right. So now this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Oh, right now, I think I'd want to hang out with Michelle Obama. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She She is definitely a staple here on the show. Everybody wants, and I literally cannot wait to the day we have a brunch with her. I'm just going to speak it into existence and put it on out there because she- All right, well, I'm going to create this and hold the space for you too as well for Michelle. Yes, yes. So now as, as people are hearing from you, they know where they can email you. Where can they follow you and how can they support you? So- you can go to littletrainingcompany.com and I've got some free gifts there. They're mostly around public speaking right now. We were in the process of making some updates to the website so that there will be some more coaching information there as well. But you can sign up to join my list and then you'll be able to get the blog posts and various things that I send out to my list on a regular basis. You can also find me at littletrainingcompany.com on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And then I begin to have people ask me for blogs. So then I was like, no, I don't have a blog. I'm sharing here. Let's enjoy this. Then finally, <laughs> um, pump your brakes, girls. Pump your brakes. <laughs> like, yeah, pump your brakes. Let's, let's, you know, I'll share as much. Then people kept asking questions. So then I was like, okay, I can see how a blog could be beneficial. So that is when things birthed with, I had a blog called Me, My Girls, and Our Natural Curls. Because not only did I stop putting relaxers on my hair, I stopped putting it on my girls' hair as well, my two daughters. And I would share on there what I was doing with my hair and their hair. Um, And then people, and I would be so detailed, Amira, I would be so detailed. And people still ask for video. And I was like, okay, now y'all are really tripping. Nope, I'm not doing (laughs) it, but I'm sharing pictures. I'm going step by step. And then finally, um, this girl, um, one of my followers actually in the chat room, private messaged me and said, you're doing the natural hair community a disservice by not having a YouTube channel. And something about those words like stabbed me in my heart. Yay, she makes it so simple. All one name, the same name. I know that's so hard because a lot of times names are gone. (laughs) You know, it's just my name. Well, actually, I wanted to call my company something else. And I wanted to call it Little Enterprises. And that was taken. So I was like, okay, Little Training Company. (laughs) Because that's my last name. That's my last name. And so typically when I tell people my name is Carol Little, my company is a little training company, they go, aww. And I'm just like, ugh. But then they, because I, you know, that's not necessarily the response that you right. want. But then they always remember it when people right. see me. They go like, "Oh, you're the little, you're the little company," you know. So, and it's I'm like you said, it. it's easy to remember. It rolls off the tongue. I think it's a great name. So, yeah. I mean, not that you're going to change it. <laughs> 
but I think it's pretty awesome. Well, Carol, I have loved getting to know more about your journey. And I, I, I thank you for being so candid and sharing how you navigated through some really tough experiences. And I think that's something that always resonates with me because I know how challenging it is when you go to, to school or going down a path and you invested in your career and then you want to make a change. So thank you so much for sharing that. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been a real treat. All right, guys. And if you enjoyed today's show as much as I enjoyed chatting with Carol, you know what to do. Share it with a friend. And, and no matter what, you have to remember that if she can, I can, we all can. Yeah.